0: My video yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Donkey Kong Artist Podcast. I am Patrick Shanley, one part of the, was it a bipod? What's the, what's two? What's a tripod and then a bipod? Bipod? Yeah. Bipod? Um, yeah. yeah. where' your bipod? podcast of record uh i'm patrick shanley and joining me as always is my best friend and co-host edmund arnold eddie what's up man hey hey dude Hi, how you doing good drinking some tea which
1: you made fun uh, of me for before yeah, we started the podcast very rudely. you got some honey for that tea sweetheart I'm, awesome.
0: I'm using my voice i'm trying to make it all oh, sexy and it's very out so so of you. you i'm
1: drinking my tea we drink coffee out here where the, the grown-ups are. I was drinking tea, out? So it's like one of the hottest places in the country. It, it's, just, it's just tea. It's just... Who drinks tea? What are you, in England? Like, get I'm out of Irish, tea. dude. Jeez. That was the this best thing. joke in Ted Lasso, was him spitting up the tea.
0: We called it brown water. Like, okay, well, I, I have a... Dirt water. I don't ruin that show for me, because everybody's telling me to watch it, and I haven't watched it yet. And it was created by Bill Lawrence, which no one is talking about. The guy who made Scrubs was one of the co-creators of Ted Lasso. Oh, that's why it so yeah. feel
1: good, and it gets those emotional moments so... Well, mm-hmm. okay. Don't you also like Cougar Town?
0: Uh, I was literally just about to like go into tirade about Cougar Town. Cougar Town is the best show that no one ever watched. It was marketed completely incorrectly. It is not at all what I thought that show was going to be. It is a fantastic show. I actually think, oh, this is crazy. I might like it more than Scrubs. Yeah,
1: you're a dad. You're about to be a dad. That, just, you're talking like a dad. <laughs> That's a I like simple, I man. like Clone High more than all of them. That's what a single man in his thirties would say. Clone that High is better than all of them.
0: Also, a great show. Bill Lawrence, incidentally, really great guy. One of the yeah. one of the nicest guys I've ever met in Hollywood. Oh, uh, you met him. That's what. Okay. Cool. We could just talk about Bill Lawrence's TV shows, but we should probably talk about video games a little bit, since how it's a video game podcast. So sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, what's up with the Xbox, dude? Because earlier this week, they said that they were getting rid of the 12-month subscription for Xbox Live Gold, which is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. And they had raised the price. Basically, effectively doubled the price because now you could only get a six-month offering. And even that, the six months now were $10 more than what... The, $20 more. Was $20 more? Yeah, controls. it was $20 more. That's so, why, yeah. quite a bit more. Um, and then like what 12 hours later they went back on that and decided that they didn't want to do that and the messaging they used is hilarious because the very first line in their release when they got back on this was we messed up today and you were right to let us know this is like the way that companies respond now as if like you've scolded them and they have to like come with their hat in their hand and like apologize to you like oh you were right to let us know where we screwed up like what are you talking about microsoft your business it, it was yeah. It was interesting to see
1: their response, but it was always it was also interesting to see people's responses because there wasn't a lot of vitriol, which yeah, I, I, I thought I'd see. It was more like just defeat, right? It's more like yeah, I guess I gotta pay this now. It it sucks, but I'll do it. It, it was a very interesting because most people are like the Sonic reveal was different, and I just mm-hmm. weird comparison. People were angry about that Sonic reveal when Sonic first came out, and he looked like a, a alien a demon, like like he should have looked whatever. But yeah, it was. I don't, yeah, people were just, they weren't as angry, it seemed like it was just like a quiet resentment, but there there was people that were very vocal about it, and their points were very valid, like that you're paying $100 a year to play Apex Legends or or Fortnite, like that's, (laughs) that's crazy, that's crazy.
0: I'm shocked by two things, I'm shocked by, yeah, it didn't seem that angry, and that's why I was, I was so surprised that this statement came out, especially the day of, because it seemed like they were responding to like a huge backlash. And it didn't seem like a huge backlash. I mean, it, it seemed like people were bunned out, like you said, but like yeah. understood because, like, clearly Xbox is just trying to get people to use Game Pass, which is like the real moneymaker right now. I feel like.
1: And I I wonder if that's why people weren't as angry, because Microsoft, and I will say this about, I know we bash Microsoft a lot on this podcast, (laughs) but I I think they do make a lot of good decisions, like this was a good decision. They listen to their fan base, and I think that's something that Nintendo and Sony don't do. Nintendo and Sony don't care about you. Nintendo doesn't need to
0: care about you, because they can literally do anything they want, and you're going to keep coming back like a crack fiend.
1: Because their quality games are always going to be 10 out of 10s, right? Right. Their Mario, Zelda's... Hopefully Metroid soon. They're always going to be perfect. Like their Fire Emblems, they're always going to be great for that type of audience. Unless you're like an Animal Old School Crossing fan, it seems like Animal Crossing fans are never satisfied. Yeah, but well, anyways, nerds, so. it's, it seems like Microsoft, like they're the best when it comes to uh, accessibility. Uh, their uh, controller was is absolutely amazing. That mm-hmm. adaptable controller they have the game Xbox Pass.
0: adaptive controller the SAC
1: that's what it's okay it's is is that the, I, like the, it. I like that i like that i'm it. making
0: fun of it it actually is a really cool thing i wrote quite a few articles at thr about it's that,
1: it's but. a fantastic thing and i believe that microsoft has done a lot of fantastic things that they just don't get credit for because they yeah. don't have any good games but <laughs> i think this was another step in the right direction like I, like my original point they listen to their consumers, and, like, and that's mm-hmm. something you just don't see from Sony, and you definitely don't see it from Nintendo.
0: What's funny is, though, like you said, they do all these great things, they have all these great products, and frankly, their interface is fantastic, too. Like As yeah, a is. system and a console, the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X are both great. There's just nothing to play on it, and at the end of the day, this isn't... I mean, I use my PlayStation, I now switch to the PS5, but I use my PlayStation 4 basically as my TV box, too. And yet, it's still a game console, and that's the reason why I would buy it is because I wanted to play games on it, not because right. it's a multimedia machine. Right. And that, that's essentially why my Xbox is my multimedia machine
1: because I have to have some use for it, right? <laughs> and I think people—you could about, just not buy it, but yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> it, well, you know exactly, but um, and I think people talk about Game Pass like it's great, and it don't get it me wrong, great. it's very great. But like the library on that game uh, on that the library on that system in order to pay a hundred it's not worth a hundred dollars a year in my opinion um and i i, agree I, was, with you. I was a little confused because i think if you pay for game pass you get the xbox live with that right or is it a separate purchase
0: yeah i believe so um yeah it works that way not the other way around um, okay okay and they there was another part of this announcement or the updated announcement that they did and it's that uh, for free to, I'm quoting now. For free to play games, you will no longer need an Xbox Live Gold membership to play those games on Xbox. We are working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. So that's major. That's it really is major, cool. and that's great. Again, this is all like so consumer friendly, and I want to like Xbox more because I think they do fantastic things for their customers. It's just give me a reason to play your system, dude. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what I don't want to play old games that I already own on other systems. And you know, and I
1: think if I had a better core group of friends on mm-hmm. Xbox, I think I'd have a lot more incentive to play. Yeah, it if you seemed, have friends, that'd be great. But. Yeah, I would love to have friends. Friends, please call me. I need them. Um, no, please don't. I don't need friends. I don't like them. <laughs> uh, but, but like, you're a hermit. Uh, I don't like playing video games with people. Uh, but yeah, but like, Sea of Thieves and your mm-hmm. Halos still have some type of multiplayer component, co op component you have games such as Gears of War which is always a wonderful I mean Destiny 2 is over is over there now I you know I maybe it's different if you're a multiplayer type person if you like cars you know Forza's the the racing game to play yeah so you you know that's just not our cup of tea over here <laughs> so oh and I just believe that maybe if we had a Microsoft person they could who like microsoft like something they could bring some insight in over here but we bash them a lot but i think they deserve more credit because again they listen to everything that people complain about like look at the halo reveal halo came out and people were bashing on how everything looked it looked like a cartoon it didn't look up to par with what next gen systems should look like and they're like all right we're gonna delay it and we're gonna work on it and they came out what six seven months later with that update and everything looks drastically different
0: so Great, but, I mean, at the same point, like, how's that helping Microsoft's bottom line right now? Because they don't have a game that they're selling a console with. And the console sales for the Xbox Series X are nowhere near what the PS5 is. I mean, if I was working in their marketing team, I would be like, we don't hate you. <laughs> I Nintendo feel, that's what you. I'm saying. They should, they should lean into that. Uh, frankly, yeah. if you want to talk about the console wars, man, like, you should be ramping this stuff up, not, like, playing it down. That's what I would be doing. Oh, yeah. Phil Spencer
1: should be like, yeah, you, you you guys see what we do for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we didn't release the Xbox Series X as a thousand dollar system because we had such a big loss on the Xbox One. We could, we're continuing to make adjustments to what our consumer base want. No one else is doing that. Nintendo locks you guys out whenever you try to have a fan service for them. <laughs> Sony just doesn't even let you return video games if you don't, if it doesn't work. But you know, look at us. Look at us over here. We're here for you. I would totally run in that, run, run that.
0: I, especially with him of all people let, let me tell you a little like douchey insider story Ooh, but, insi- uh, insider we need inside. a sound effect for that I've met I've only met Phil Spencer in person once uh, and when I met him I met him in a hotel room at uh this sounds super sweet. I met him in a hotel room <laughs> in Vegas like jokes for myself yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway so you walk in and you do these corporate interviews all the time you know and they're pretty much always the same but when I walked in to meet Phil Spencer, when I walked into the room that he was in, he was literally playing a video game when I walked in. And then put the video game down to talk to me. What was and he playing? Uh, I don't remember because I think he was playing like X Cloud he had on his phone. Okay. okay. So like I couldn't see it. Um, I probably asked him. I've just forgotten because this is over a year ago. Anyway, that – and you'll hear this with anybody who's spoken to him or anyone who knows him. He's a – I hate this stupid word because it's so dumb, but, like, he's a gamer, man. Like, he's he yeah. plays video games. And he cares about yeah. video games. Yeah. Like, he's a he's a corporate exec, and he is a businessman, but, like, he actually is a video game player. Not saying that the heads of Nintendo and Sony are not, but, like, they're businessmen, you know? They're businessmen first. I feel like Phil Spencer is, at least from the brief interactions I've had with him, a gamer first who happens to be a businessman.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think he puts... I hate this word. I think he puts gamers. Yeah <laughs> man. I think he puts them first, right? And I, I I I just it's why I respect Microsoft so much and I just I every night before I go to bed, I pray to the Lord above like please just <laughs> do, like give them something like the medium that's coming out next week, please let it be the understated game of the year. Please it looks pretty give pretty something. It does look pretty sick. I'm going to I'm going to play it with my with my doors open and my windows open, but it look, it looks really good. Um And you know, I hope they make some good moves with Bethesda. I hope they make some good moves with some of their exclusives. But I hope Halo comes out. I you know, I want Microsoft to be good again. I grew up with the 360. Mm The 360 is still my favorite console. It's one of my favorite consoles of all all time.
0: Crazy PS2 is the greatest console of all time. I didn't. I didn't say the greatest.
1: Dreamcast is the greatest console of all time. Oh, you
0: bastard! Yes,
1: yes. Dreamcast is the greatest. But yeah. um I want Microsoft to be good. And like you said, we want the, we need the console wars because competition breeds excellence, right? Yes. Um, oh, that's <clears throat> corny. But yeah, so <laughs> I just, I, I want them to be good. I want us to go back to the heyday where Sony would release something on fire and then Microsoft released something on fire and then we just had great games left and right.
0: Like incentivize people to go buy both systems.
1: I just, man. I feel like people act like,
0: exclusives aren't a good thing right and like sure you can have there's arguments to be made on that front frankly i like them and i want to live in a world this extends beyond video games but in this this is a great example of it i want competition in this marketplace because i feel exactly like you said it breeds excellence but also it gives me a reason why the two things are separate from each other everything is so homogenized and like everything just is so corporate i don't know how everything got so incredibly corporate in Just across the board, but I mean, video games too now are just getting so corporate where everything feels sterile and like there's not as much risk taking and there's really no difference between like owning one or the other and the other. And there should be. Like, isn't that the point of having these different offerings in the marketplace? Otherwise, let's just have one gigantic company that owns all of these things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And And it's weird to say that
0: in defense of Microsoft, who has bought like 60 studios over the last couple of years. And
1: I will make a point because. As a consumer, I you know I understand you are from a business point. You write about the business point in video games, and that's good for you. But you know, as a consumer, and I will I will say that (laughs) that's (laughs) good. That's good for you. Good for you. Yeah, good for you, dude. Good for your job. Whatever. I don't give a shit. But yeah, uh, (laughs) I will say as a consumer, it's like you don't want console exclusives, right? And I will say my tone has changed since Cyberpunk. Uh, Bringing up Cyberpunk again, like. Most console exclusives that release, like Gears of War may have not been everyone's game of choice, but that game wasn't broken when it was released. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, Last of Us 2 may have made some story choices that people didn't enjoy, but that game was not broken. That game ran like a wonderful masterpiece when it came out, a technical mm-hmm. powerhouse. So, you know, you know, Red Dead Redemption, whatever, is released for consoles and not PC. And I think that's why it ran so well. I think if it was trying to release for everything, we would have saw some issues with Red Dead. Well, it's also it's Rockstar, so. It, well, whatever. It, and they have, like, a million people working on one game. But that's right. yeah, good for them. They make money. No, no, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, they make money. But, yeah. So, I I just... <sighs> it, it's, it's it's, a point that it's hard to make. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not an insider, but, like, exclude, and I'm... I'm not a business person, but exclusives are something that I was really against. But after Cyberpunk is something that I want to see more because I don't think you get a God of War that's perfect if it's released for Microsoft or released for Xbox and PC. And I will also say I like titles. Like I like God of War being on PlayStation. I like Halo being on Xbox. Mm-hmm. I don't like the timed exclusives like we got with Resident Evil, although that demo was great. I don't, I don't like the things where we get like, oh, like Xbox gets the demo or PlayStation 5 gets the exclusive demo where Xbox fans are still going to get the game. They right. just don't get to see it before. I don't like stuff like
0: that. Well, is that not worse? And is that not the road that we have gone down now? I would rather just have an entire game or series. And we still have that, obviously. I'm not trying to say we don't. But I'd rather have that than, oh, this game is available on every platform, but if you play it on this platform, you get an extra special character, an extra special skin, or an extra special hat for Laura Croft or whatever the hell it is. You know, like, I I don't want, like, an incentive that is pointless, frankly, at the end of the day, to play on one console as opposed to the other, because it just feels, it feels uh, the word that popped in my head is, like, petty, but I guess that's not really the word. It just feels dumb. To me, and what's worse is, is that it really does. It's all going one direction. It's always PlayStation, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. frankly, if the games are available on every single platform or the two platforms, and one gives me a little bit more, like why, why would I need an Xbox? Why do I need an Xbox?
1: Yeah, and you know, I'm, I, I'm on the uh, separate end of view. Like, give give a cosmetic, right? If it's me- not meaningful to the game at <clears throat> all, like like give that Laura hat, give that uh, Sly Cooper pants set, you know? Both of those are PlayStation
0: exclusive games, too, I think, aren't they? Well, no, maybe it was a Sly Cooper. I don't know. That's, like, such a
1: deep pull. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm I'm going deep in it, deep in it. But, you know, give out that um, Master Chief helmet on For Honor that's released for both consoles. I'm just bringing stuff out of my butt right now. Sure, why not? It's just... You know, give us that if it's not meaningful. But if you're giving people an opportunity to see what the game looks like and give them an opportunity to test out the game to see if that's something they want to spend seventy dollars on or not, and you're only granting that to one console, mm-hmm. I don't like stuff like that. Like, don't give us, don't give us exclusive demos. Don't give us time exclusive. I don't even like time exclusives. Like, oh, this game is going to come out in January, but in six months it's going to come out on xbox you know what i mean like i don't like i don't like stuff like that like if you're gonna do something and it's gonna be specific console specific do like an avengers thing where you're like giving us spider-man
0: just because spider-man is on as a sony exclusive which is that's what i'm talking about it's just like so bizarre at least that one is substantial because people love spider-man but i don't know let's go back to like what we were saying earlier and like The good faith that Microsoft has with its consumers and, like, they treat their consumers well and listen to their consumers, whereas, like, PlayStation and Nintendo specifically really don't seem to do it in the same degree. And yet, and yet, and yet, I play my Nintendo and I play my PlayStation significantly more than I play my Xbox. So what difference does it even make at the end of the day? Why why do you have to treat your consumers good? Because apparently it doesn't matter. You're still going to outsell everybody else if you have a better product. Well, it just comes
1: back to if you don't have games that speak to the wider brand of consumer that is playing video games now then you know you're not no one cares right and i don't know what i think xbox is selling very well i don't you know i don't think it's selling on the terms of playstation i could be wrong and that's a quick google search but uh, i you know i still think they have good faith with they're their not. consumers and i oh they're not they're not selling as is it even close or
0: no it's not close I, at all
1: okay um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I have, i'm not looking at numbers at all
0: Well, dude, I mean, we brought up the Sega Dreamcast, which is a fantastic system and was awesome, and it had a couple great games on it, and it was kind of the last hurrah for Sega because nobody bought that system. Nobody cared that it was, you know, and this is the opposite, I guess, you know, like, it was a great product that kind of went overlooked by a lot of people, but is that... Microsoft is such a big company that I don't really see this happening. If they want to be in gaming, they'll be in gaming for as long as they want, but... At what point does it become something for the higher-ups, you know, because Xbox is just a small part of Microsoft. It's a very small part, by the way. It's not even close to what the rest of Microsoft produces in terms of, like, revenue and profit share. Um, So, I don't know. At what point do they be like, this is stupid. Why are we even bothering to do this? I don't think that's going to happen, by the way, because gaming is so huge and it's only getting bigger. But, like... I don't know at what point do they stop maybe they've already done it maybe they're like you know letting off the gas a little bit that doesn't seem to be the case because they're buying so many studios
1: but what if that yeah, happens I don't I don't think so and I think it's so early in this generation that we really mm-hmm. can't make a statement like that yet uh, and I think they still have a significant amount of time to rebound I still think Sony has a significant amount of time to fall down right sure uh, I mean w- we'll see what it looks like we're in the first what two three months of these game releases
0: <laughs> it doesn't even feel like they're out right now frankly like no one's talking about like their PS5
1: no, and there's you know there's no big PS5 or Xbox uh <coughs> Xbox Series X. There's Astro's X. Playroom, which is freaking sweet. Yeah, Astro's Playroom. A lot of people love that game, but you know it's not it's free, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to no one's going out to buy a PlayStation 5 to play Astro play Astro's Playroom. They should because um, it's freaking amazing. Everyone who's playing it really enjoys it. But, you know, no one's going out. And I think once we start seeing these games released, then we can start having this conversation. I think once we see Halo release and see how Halo is, does it do anything to break the mold, push that groundbreaking series forward, or is it just another Gears of Five? You know what I mean?
0: Gears um, of Five.
1: And I, yeah, Gears of Five. And I, the reason I make <laughs> that is because Gears of Five was just Gears of Four. There was no substantial type of improvements. I played both of them. It was the same game, right? Is Halo Infinite going to be the same thing as Halo 5? but are they you know what I mean are they going to make any improvements are they going to push that game forward um, you know is it going to be a jump like from God of War 3 to God of War where they yeah. completely change the system
0: how do you do that with Halo I wonder too I'm not saying it can't be done I'm just like genuinely curious like I don't is know how you do it with first like person
1: shooters yeah that's right? my
0: thing like what do you do I don't
1: know cuz I don't know what you can do with a first person shooter to make besides make it more engaging, the world more engaging With Cyberpunk clearly failed at. Like, I don't know what you I I'm taking digs today. I don't know what you can do to make first person shooters more engaging.
0: I don't either. I'm not saying it can't be done. I just don't really see what it is and from I mean we haven't really seen much at all from Halo Infinite, but it looks like, you know, another Halo game, which is great. I'm happy with that, but what's going to do? When Halo 3 came out, First off, it came out at a much, much different time in history. But it just... Everything was bumped up. You know, it just took everything... I just watched Spinal Tap, so sorry for this. But it turns everything up to 11, like when Halo 3 came out. And it was basically the best version of Halo that we got. And that feels like the peak of the mountain. And everything after that, even if it's better than Halo 3... I haven't really, like, kept up with the series as much. It just was more of the same, even if it's tweaked to a better degree. You know? I just felt like that was a culmination of history. Like, where this was now where first-person shooters are... We are so flooded with per- first-person shooters, and they've done pretty much everything they can with the genre at this point. That I do not know what can be done to really revitalize like that type of game. Right,
1: and I I wonder if you is this something where you, Halo Infinite is going for that nostalgia effect of yeah. Halo, and just go back to like the basics, first person, <clears throat> where you don't have all these, uh, you know. Tra- tra- traversal options, you're just no sprinting, you're just walking and shooting, and it's more about skill based <laughs> than anything else. Maybe no power ups. I mean, do they go back to that? I don't know. I don't we know. We do,
0: do know in the little bit that they show the biggest part of that trailer, like the part that people actually liked about it, was when you looked up and you realized you were back on the ring on the Halo, you know? And that was obviously like nostalgia playing to nostalgia, and you should to a degree. I mean, it's a really popular franchise that's been around now for 20 years. Like, if you don't play to nostalgia, what are you doing? But in terms of gameplay, yeah, it's weird. Like, it's almost more punk rock to just, like, (laughs) make it more limited than it used to be. I mean, Halo Infinite has a grappling hook,
1: so... Grappling hooks are sweet, man. Grappling hooks are dope, so... (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I can't lie. Like, most games that add a grappling hook, I'm like, yeah. Throw in every game ever,
0: yeah. So maybe that grappling hook is enough to make this game something else, but... I don't, I don't know, even man. think one game is enough to save... I'm going to say save. That's, like, way too strong of a word. But to really move the needle in Microsoft's favor, you need a you need a roster of games at this point. And I don't think that's something that we
1: talk about, you know, because every time we yeah. talk about games that we want to see <clears throat> on Xbox, the only games we talk about are Halo. You know what I mean? So I, what are the exclusives? I know there's Crossfire X. Sea of Thieves. Um, oh, yeah, Sea of Thieves has a... Gears, kind of I guess. Um... Vip- the gunk i remember that was the announced gunk. i'm just bringing out games that were announced like well these are just rando like deep pulls. like it's not like a console seller so it's oh. just a marketing thing like should they be marketing these games more should we be seeing more like microsoft flight simulator i understand it's a really boring game people that play mike like Microsoft Flight Simulator. Really like Microsoft Flight Simulator. She yeah, but again, it's, it's
0: it's so niche, dude. Like, how many people are actually playing that game? You know, compared to like a Cyberpunk, yeah. even if it's broken.
1: Well, let's look at the medium. The medium is coming out next yeah. week. We don't have a lot of myth, horror games. I think that's a big genre that people clamor
0: for. There's but is been it that no- big? Because I bet you, if you pulled just a random cross section of gamers, bruh, they would say. They would talk about Resident Evil. If you talked about what was the big horror game like right now,
1: I don't it, know, man. Everyone was playing that ghost game on Steam. Well, Phasma, Phobia, yeah, phasm- whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Phasma Orgasm. What, what was it? Phasmatopia? Phasma
0: Orgasm? Phas- yeah, Phas- that's what it
1: was called. Orgasmophobia, what is it? Phasma- Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia, good lord. I can't, I, I thought I had orgasm in there for some reason. Uh, they're I'm, probably, sorry.
0: But I'm pretty sure there's orgasms for sure.
1: I'm sorry, there's like it's some ghost that's just like has uncontrollable orgasms throughout Yeah, that's the game. how they I die. They
0: orgasm to death. Okay, okay, there we go.
1: There we go. Yeah, I think that game was huge, wasn't it? I came out of like a big. I remember. Yeah people going like whoa
0: the game whoa
1: all over like March April it was around like the Among Us time yeah
0: but again like it's like a small indie studio and like I would I'm really annoyed by this and I would love to see these numbers like what are the what's the profit that Among Us is generating right now you know like we know that the only number I've actually seen is that it got up to 500 million players like how do games like that make money well, that's my question, right? Like, you can. There's cosmetics in the game that you can buy, and I'm sure some people are buying them. But how much, right? Like, what are the? What's the revenue generated for that? And that's a small company, so the people who are involved are obviously going to pull a lot more revenue because it's so small. But like, what did that game generate compared to? like, Well, Fortnite's unfair, but let's compare it to. Let's compare it to something that would sell a console, right? Like, since we're talking about Microsoft and Sony what did that sell compared to like Gears 5 you know like the revenue generated by this thing that was a cultural phenomenon is nowhere near what Gears 5 made I guarantee you it's not even close because of the model that they use and because of the type of game it is you know at the end of the day these big blockbusters are still big blockbusters and they generate a lot of revenue for their companies Right, right, and you know now. I think Among Us is a little different because that's an
1: indie game that blew up through what Twitch, I think. A couple of people saw it playing on Twitch, and then the yeah. next thing, you know, you see like every kid in the world playing it on their phone. So, and I, I just don't know the revenue. I would like to see like that compared to like a game like Jensen Impact. That's nothing but. Um, it's like right, just like a game. money machine yeah. yeah. Where you're just putting in a bunch of money For these lotteries um,
0: I just think Xbox needs something to sell Consoles and I think you sell consoles With a really shiny awesome blockbuster game I think that's still the case Whether people want to think it is or not And like if things are changing The Xbox Series X is not a Fortnite machine You're not buying it to play Fortnite You can play but, Fortnite on your phone You can play it on your Xbox One and it's literally the same game So what difference would it make if I'm playing it on my Series X or not absolutely but I
1: think you need like I don't think you just need one game right because Sony has multi- a multiple multitude of games that are Sony exclusives that can move that console I think Microsoft these are like at least I going to say like five. At least, at at minimum,
0: you know what I mean? Well, it um, needs one, at least, just to, like, show that you have something that's worth...
1: But, I mean, they have a lot of games that look interesting that I just... They need to do something more along the lines of, like, inviting these studios and having these games perform and demos and having people cover these games. Yeah. Just, like, invite people to, like, cover... Everything that you have in development, like I, I don't understand what's going on.
0: It's gotten to a point now where I, li- I really don't know the answer to this question or which one would be better for Microsoft at this point. You own ZeniMax Media and Bethesda now, right? They still, even if their last couple games weren't what people wanted them to be, like Fallout seventy six wasn't like a great game, or but they still have a lot of great IP that a lot of people care about, and they're working on a new Indiana Jones game, and there's the the Elden Ring, the Space One. Um, Anyway, regardless, oh, wait, it, of this, so sorry. lots of IP. Yeah, Elden Ring's a different um, yeah, street. Is it better for Microsoft to make sure that all Bethesda games now are exclusive to Xbox? Or would you make more money knowing that people don't care about your system as much if you just still allowed them to release on multi-platforms because you're going to be pulling a bit of the profit that they're selling on PlayStation 5, which is going to outsell you? I don't know. That's a, That's a million-dollar question.
1: Do you so Mozart I, I, I mean Phil Spencer came out what, months ago saying that he doesn't want to do things like that.
0: Again, so. like are you being too consumer friendly then, dude? Like you still you can say there's not a console war all you want to, but like what are you talking about? Like Sony doesn't think that way and they are crushing you. Yeah, I know, and I, you know, and I
1: think I really think those Bethesda games. I could be completely wrong, and everyone could be stepping on my toes in the next six months. But I think they're going to be timed exclusives. I think we're going to mm-hmm. see them on Microsoft, but a good year later, six months later, we're going to see them on Sony.
0: And maybe that's the smartest like approach to this, right? Like that's a bit. Of, I think so, a of and size. I think
1: you, we we see that people can't wait, right? So if these games are major like really mm-hmm. good and you have to wait a year to play it on sony you might get people to have take their um income checks and pay for that you know um xbox <laughs> um you might get people to like you know really go out and buy the xbox so they can play the bethesda game a year before but that game it has to be a system seller it has mm-hmm. to be a 10 out of 10 right it has to be a oh. masterpiece.
0: So. Well, here's the, here's the other side of that double edged sword. Then for Xbox, if you have built up this reputation of being like really consumer friendly and great with consumers, what happens when you do something that they're not happy about and you can't go back like you did with this 12 month Xbox Live thing? You know, what if it's something that would like sink your company, but you know it's going to be bad press and everyone is just like, well, but, but they're always the nice guy. Is that going to crush down on you harder? Do you think people will remember like all the good things you did for them? I doubt it because people are monsters.
1: I mean, we saw it this week, right? When they with the price price hike, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of. We just said it. There wasn't a lot of vitriol. True. So what if what if Microsoft has so much has gained so much good trust with people that they, you know, people will kind of just let that brush off because they made so many good decisions. Man, are
0: you being the optimist right now, and I'm being the
1: pessimist? Pep- I, I mean, look at CD Projekt Red. There's still a lot. That game still sold very well.
0: Uh, it was the best selling game of December keep, and one of keep, the best selling games of all time
1: that's people are still going out and buy that game and there's still like an army of people defending that game all over uh, youtube all over twitter all over the place good for them S- so i, I, I mean, played it
0: for the first time i finally sat down and played it because i hooked up my playstation 5 and my xbox series x finally um it, look at you within the first like three because i've been playing red dead recently like just for fun like popped back into oh, red that's Dead. A, that's a- <laughs> <laughs> and then i logged into cyberpunk and, like, literally, the very first thing you do, you're in that bar when you start off. Well, I was a street kid, so that's how I started. Ooh, street kid. Yeah, because I'm, I'm street. Yeah. And you start off in this bar, and I was like, well, I better talk to all these NPCs and go around. Literally, there's nothing. It was just, like, it was nothing. I went up to every single one of them in the bar, and most of them didn't even have, like, a scripted piece of dialogue that they said back to you. they just sit yeah. there and, like, stare forward looking at the bar. This is the very first scene of the game. This is stuff from, like, PlayStation. I play Final Fantasy games, and you can talk to every single the NPC that you walk around see.
1: Yeah, I, you know, and keep playing that game and find out the disappointment of Cyberpunk. I, I really wish people would play that game just so they can feel that disappointment. I wasn't that even that stoked on
0: it, to be honest with you. Oh, I didn't care.
1: I, w- I was stoked on it because the way they marketed it was just as this groundbreaking piece of uh, art. But it's just, man, I I really think, play that game. Play that game. Because I think it's one of those games where I think everyone should play it just to see, like, how bad game development can be. And I, I think everyone should play it before it gets updated, just so you can see how bad this game was. Um, there is... It's something... It's, 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 I don't know,
0: it's historical in my opinion. Yeah, I think it is. It truly, truthfully is. There is one There's one rock star. And if you're going to freaking call a shot and say, like, we want to be the next rock star, like, good luck, bro. Like, no chance. There is one of them. There's a reason why they haven't made a Grand Theft Auto game in seven years and, wait, eight years now. And who knows when it's going to come out with Grand Theft Auto 6. And I guarantee you when Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out, it's going to blow your freaking mind out of your face because that's everything, everything they do. Now, like, I really sound like Fanboy, but frankly, I'm not. They're just better. It's like when you say the Alabama football team is better than everybody else. They are. Deal with it.
1: Yeah. When you have that much money and you have that many people that you can crunch like that, then yeah, you're going to be good. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And
0: well, now they can't. But I mean, like at, a, at one yeah. point, they were CD Projekt Red. You know? Yeah. Yeah they were and they, they got were. there so so and you know like people
1: love fallout 3 and new vegas and they were buggy because they had wonderful yeah. worlds and they had wonderful writing but this game man the writing is everyone's talking about how great the writing is i think it would have been great if i was 14 years old but as a 31 year old man i just they have a lot of a lot of i don't know it's just not as deep as people say it is and there's no connection to a lot of these side stories and no connection to a lot of the main story to the to the end game but we'll see yeah. I'm still slowly making my way through it but I we know. can talk about cyberpunk for
0: days it's we could and frankly works. like I said last week it's like it gets boring at a certain point I will say this though if you're looking for something that has deep storytelling and you don't think Red Dead Redemption 2 has the deepest storytelling that any video game has ever achieved in your life nah. you're an idiot and you should jump off of a roof
1: uh, I better go find a roof then <laughs> not a tall what roof
0: mean- I'm not saying you don't have to die I'm just let me saying, jump tell off you about this
1: Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim game real quick, since no, we're talking do about that. narratives. Uh, and I don't games. care. That is, something I don't care. Unbelievable! unbelievable. Is it, unbelievable? Is it like yes. Final
0: Fantasy VII remake? Unbelievable, where it's just a whole bunch of crazy nonsense that makes no sense to anybody.
1: Of course, it's a Japanese <laughs> sci-fi game. It's I
0: feel a, st- I can't tell if I'm stupid or if they just don't make any sense at all.
1: No, it's, it's just a Japanese sci-fi. It's just like you buckle in, like. These kids can can control mechs by swiping sexual parts of their body. Like what in the shit? Yeah, it is. It is very. It's a it, it's a vanillaware game through and through, so, but it is. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Should have won all kinds of best narratives for last year.
0: But have you played the Resident Evil Village demo, or are you too much of a coward? Because I'm thinking that you probably are.
1: Oh no, I am a coward, but I still played it. Wow. So yeah, I I played it. Uh, I'm. In one of these headspaces where I don't know what's coming out this year, so I'm just clamoring on anything. Um, I think we're yeah, all It was been. it was cool. You know, it's real short. I think it looks beautiful. Uh, the atmosphere is very scary. I'm you know I'm not a big <clears throat> horror fan, so I can't really compare it to anything because I don't really watch horror. But I was wrong. I got yelled at on Twitter because I called them witches, and they're actually vampires. So you I don't idiot. know if that's sexist or not, but I apologize for that.
0: It is. Uh, yeah,
1: you okay. need to be canceled. Yeah, so I, my bad, I I saw, I thought they were bats, dude, I didn't know, I didn't know, I thought witches but could throw Don't they turn into bees? I, I don't know, I just saw them, them throwing bats, and I was like, isn't that a witch thing? But people were like, no, it's vampires. I'm like, right, Whatever, dude, I don't know my horror lore, yell at me some more. I can you know. not be both? Can you not be a witch and a vampire? I, can you be both? Uh, I would like to live in a world where you can be. So am I technically right, are they a witch vampire? What is the definition of a witch? Is that someone who worships, like, Satan? I think
0: it's somebody with a pointy hat. Okay. You, like, you use magic? Is that, like... Sure. There's and that. Then, then a, well, you I listen know a to a lot of, of vampire, Fleetwood right? Mac, like, early Fleetwood Mac. You have a pointy hat. You have those weird gloves that, like, don't have fingers on them. The fingertip gloves. Okay. You wear yeah. Birkenstocks? Okay. Um, and you have um, to have worked at Hot Topic at least once in your life. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah cool and that, sorry okay. that's just according to webster's dictionary that's what they said of witches.
1: all right so now that i have my definition of a witch i was wrong so yeah but yeah <laughs> i played it uh to a hot witch surprise at the end nice. or hot vampire surprise at the end <laughs> you did it again so, yeah sorry sorry sexist um so yeah
0: um i want to I, I really i i want to love resident evil i do and i've I think four is the deepest I ever got into one. I just I can't do survival horror games. Like I am not made to play those games.
1: I think it turned around for me for uh, Resident Evil Two Remake. Uh, I really loved that game. I really, really, really enjoyed that game. So that kind of really, I'm, I'm like I cannot get to tell you how much I enjoyed that game.
0: So want to hear that that another douchey insider story? Oh yeah. Boop let's go. boop boop mee, boop 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 boop. Insider uh at e3 whenever the hell that game was must have been what e3 2018 because i think the remake came out in 2019 Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway i'd gotten so drunk the night before (laughs) like some industry party that i had to play that demo and i scheduled it early like an idiot it was like 9 30 or 10 o'clock in the morning which isn't that early but like i had to drive across town shut up uh i was playing that game and i got super sick like about 10 minutes into it and there's a guy like standing next to me he's like what do you think and i was like Vomit. and i had to like set it down and be like oh, i'm gonna run to the bathroom real quick and i just never came back and i went and i puked in a public bathroom so there you go that's a little insider insider story for you they
1: probably think you're a punk bitch they're like man <laughs> this guy got so scared he's he ran off nope like he quit you know his what? job don't we're not asking hollywood reporter back and we're not asking them back bunch of bunch of babies bunch over of there.
0: babies over there
1: bunch of baby, baby back hollywood bitches reporter. over there get out of here
0: get oh, out of here that game, I, it looked amazing and like, dude, it sold like gangbusters and it really kicked off, you know, we're in like this RE Renaissance. The, it'd be cleverer if I typed it out. You would see like the R and the E would be capitalized and everything else would just be the word Renaissance. It's really clever, all right? But <laughs> Resident Evil back. People are stoked on it. Yeah, and it's
1: proof that a series that c- comes out with a very controversial game can rebound <laughs> from it and still sell very well. You know, um, you're talking about Resident Evil Five now, right? The one that was which. And, I, and I'll I've never played it, this game, so I loved it. Played it okay. in college um, when I was starting to get woke, and <laughs> and yeah. you know, things were... you. You kill a lot of Africans. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. You like go into very impoverished areas, and you're killing zombie Africans. So. I mean if that and that image is like stuck in my mind I still remember <laughs> cause Colin and I played all that game together uh-huh. I still remember going to those villages and killing those people
0: you do that um, in pretty much every not that you're going to Africa but I remember Resident 4 you're going to like was it Central America or South America or maybe just Spain and
1: I, I think people were upset about that but it wasn't you know the being angry in times of Resident Evil 4 mm-hmm. you would hear it a lot more <laughs> by the time it came out in Resident Evil 5 there are a lot sure. more outlets to release your anger um. so yeah and I, I do remember Resident Evil 4 had you doing the same thing I mean, didn't
0: Resident Evil 2 and 3 had you in East Europe or I could be completely wrong yeah, I'm not know. even sure of the setting I'm just saying like the plot of a lot of those games is like you're going into a village and killing the villagers who have now turned into zombies
1: yeah yeah and I I just remember uh, the problem with Resident Evil 5 was trying to showcase its power so there were a lot of entrances power. on screen so I you know I think that was the issue whereas Resident Evil 4 and I could be completely wrong but this is what I saw Resident Evil 4, you're picking off four or five enemies at a time where you are mowing down groups of people. Well, yeah, Resident I mean, it's Evil the difference 5.
0: between Resident Evil 4 was released on a GameCube, a GameCube excuse, exclusive, which yeah. sounds weird now. I think people forget that Resident Evil 4 started out as a GameCube exclusive. Um, but Resident Evil 5 was on the PS3... I believe
1: so. I I believe playing that on the Xbox. Literally sitting at a computer right now. I can find this minutes. Was 30. I playing? I think I Colin. And I played that on Xbox 360.
0: 2009. That game yeah.
1: came out. Holy cow! Yeah, I was in college. I remember vividly being in my dorm room playing that game until like two or three o'clock in the morning. Like I, we really enjoyed that game. It Man, you guys are nerds. Cool. Oh yeah, we were nerds back. We're still nerds, back. You <laughs> yeah, know, you're totally you know, not nerds now. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, uh, we grew out of our nerdum. No, but um, yeah. So. But yeah, it, it is a testament. I remember that game was very controversial. There were a lot of articles written about that game. Um, but, you know, it's a testament. It rebounded. I think Resident Evil 6... This franchise now was has... real Was that highly regarded, or was it like... I don't think it's it sold... didn't sell well in the beginning, but it ended up selling very well throughout time. And I don't remember it being highly regarded. I think regarded. it kind of... Like a cold I heat. think
0: Resident Evil 5, like, disappointed people. The controversy notwithstanding, I don't think, because Resident Evil 4 was such, like, a shake-up of the franchise. And, like, yeah, it was, like, a huge game. And then Resident Evil 5 just did not do the same thing. And then I kind of feel like Resident Evil 6 flew under the radar a little bit. Where, okay. because 5 wasn't as good as 4, people kind of, like, slept on the franchise a little bit. And then when 7 came out, Biohazard, it was sort of like a return to form and like, had a bit more buzz around it, but it was really well, these it, it was different
1: stuff. though. It yeah. was like it was like a God of War change, right? It went from a third person game to a first person game, yeah. and I think it did such a. And we talked about what can you do to revolutionize first person shooters, but I think it did like such like a good, third good person shooter. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's such a good. It did such a good job of just like putting you in that environment. I haven't played it, but I watched many YouTube videos, and I think it did a good job of kind of like capturing that Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. feel. And it seems like the people who play that game really enjoy that game.
0: I they're just too scary for me, man. I can't do it. I'm a coward. I am a little, I'm a little bitch, dude. Like you said earlier, I can't do it.
1: I mean, you drink tea with honey, but yeah, I like, I think <laughs> <laughs> you know you have a you have a wonderful wife. I think you two can, you know, you, you two can brave yourself through it. If you know, you sit on her, her lap and have her cuddle you while you play through it. I think you can handle it. I would love to see
0: my wife play Resident Evil. She was playing. <laughs> I had her play uh, Astro's Playroom the other day. My wife doesn't play video games. Um, yeah, she was trying to play Astro's Playroom, and she couldn't figure out how to jump and then hit the X button again. So you, like, you know, if you haven't played Astro's Playroom, you can kind of, like, hover in the air, like you shoot these lasers out of the Astro. <laughs> I just watched her for, like, ten minutes trying to do this very simple thing. People forget that there's a lot of, like, learned language with video oh, yeah. games. And if you don't oh, grow yeah. up playing them, like, there's basic things that, like, you wouldn't think to do because it doesn't feel right to you. You're not used Double to Double jump? What? Oh, yeah. but, I mean, like, it's something that you don't even think about, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Whenever I play video games with children that are learning for the first time, I'm like, just do this. And I forget that I've been doing this for, like, what, 30 years? you <laughs> just so. yelling at children. Like, press the button, damn it. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, You suck. You suck. Your mother made a mistake with you, so... (laughs) Wow, it gets
0: real dark real fast.
1: Yeah, it gets real dark. That's why I
0: can't babysit anymore. But yeah, um... I... I want to play... Every time there's a new Resident Evil, I want to play it. And this game looks...
1: It looks bad. real good. It lie. looks it's real
0: good. gorgeous. It looks cool. I love that this demo is totally different. You can't like defend yourself and you're not like attacking enemies. You're just kind of experiencing it. It's I haven't played it yet. You have, so I don't want to put words in your mouth for yeah, something Yeah, you're not. It's just a visual showcase. It's like a haunted house, basically, then, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like an interactive exactly. haunted house. Uh, and they even
1: said it's a visual showcase. We just want to show the power of the PlayStation mm. 5. and then, Oh, no, not the Xbox Series X. Sorry, <laughs> didn't come out for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah they PlayStation 5 exclusive. Power. And, you know, it did a good job. That mansion is beautiful. Manor, whatever you want to call it, is beautiful. Um, the character's designs are very it's scary. The two characters that they introduce in it are terrifying. Um, big, tall vampire lady is, is terrifying. I don't understand the memes that are going around That she's like, I just I don't get what you people need to go out, what is going on right now. Um, but, yeah, I think it did a good job of showcasing how powerful that game is going to be, showcasing the type of environment you can expect yourself to be in. Um, showcasing just I, I cannot believe how powerful the PlayStation 5 is early this early um,
0: oh, man sorry now we're going off another tangent here but just real quick because I literally set up my PlayStation 5 yesterday it's been at the uh, studio and I just took it home mm. I switched it out for my PlayStation 4 um, and the speed on the PlayStation 5 when you go from day to day is it's flabbergasting it's unbelievable how much faster the PlayStation 5 is than the PlayStation 4
1: Yeah, you were talking all that nonsense last week, like, why would anyone buy a PlayStation 5? I mean, still, there's no game to play, Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of the quality of life changes, and Mm it's just, there's no more loading times, essentially, in most games, and I think it does good, Uh, I think that's a great thing, because I feel like a lot of my immersion with these games was gone, because I'd get into a loading screen, and I'd go on Twitter, and then by the time the loading screen was done, I'd be so, I'd be into Twitter, and then I'd look up, and I'd be like, oh man, what happened? So it's nice that these loading screens are down because I'm just like really immersed in these games now. Yeah, so you're not know, just like
0: scrolling through your Twitter feed while you're trying to run away from the zombie, witch, vampire. No, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. so I am just I'm in, I'm impressed by the longevity of the Resident Evil franchise. That is just it's kind of just cranked now for over 20 years. It, yeah. it has never really slowed down. It just keeps going. I mean, there's never been that long of a lull between titles with Resident Evil.
1: No, and it seems like, you know, they've had a few mistakes. Uh, mixed, but, they you know, they've rebounded, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, they shook up the franchise, and it seems to be doing really well. They're coming out with a Resident Evil multiplayer game. Like, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Um, and I'm not multiplayer, because most of these games are co-op. But, like, it is a competitive um, shooter, it looks like. So, third-person shooter, so... You know, they they are making, they're taking chances with their franchise, and I think that's something you can do when you have a franchise that's 25 years old, right? Yeah. So you can start making these drastic changes, and maybe we need to see this with other franchises as well.
0: Yeah, thank you. That's exactly what I was about to say, because we were talking about Halo earlier and, like, what can it do? Well, look at other franchises that have done it. We talked about God of War, which is a different experience, obviously though maybe closer to halo than we might think i mean it is a single player narrative driven game though halo is also you know the multiplayer component um sorry i am getting a feel look at the look at the franchise that have done it you know look at resident evil which has changed significantly in so many different variations over the years and some worked and some didn't work look at what god of war did when it completely reinvented itself uh, what is the other franchise I never even Yakuza um, uh, no not Yakuza it's um oh Final Fantasy that's the one I was trying no, to pick up. Just, <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy also just cranked along forever For and ever. Fantasy, some aren't I that was, great some are great
1: they're all always reinventing themselves from the combat to I mean literally KMO, yeah. like they're always reinventing themselves so. and 16
0: looks sick it's yeah, going it back does. to what's
1: supposed to be uh what is it uh Regal Times or whatever Is that Regal
0: Times Regal Times is that what people want to see Yeah. <laughs> it's so i don't know fantasy whether you agree with this or not it's kind of steeped in like this medieval ethos and like that's where it takes a lot of its inspiration though that's funny to say because my favorite final fantasy is one that was completely shook that up with final fantasy 7 and made it more modern and then spawned the worst final fantasy in final fantasy VIII. i mean it looks good um, i i'm i'm excited for it so
1: and you Mm -hmm. know we'll see what it does again final fantasies uh, like we said always reinventing itself uh like i said and you talked over me like a rude person you could (laughs) do the same thing so uh i mean we need we need to see it more Uh, and like we you you, i'm gonna push back and this is not we can't get into this because we have like a couple minutes left but will gta 6 if they don't do anything to push boundaries if it's just another open world sprawling immersive sandbox is that enough to keep people enthralled because i think people were burned out at gta 5 to be honest isn't that a
0: great question right because i remember that people were saying it you know like well it's just it's gta again and they're always super fun but it's like how how long can you milk that cow right there's a metaphor for you um I don't know. I mean, Rockstar is Rockstar, like I said, and until they make something that is a failure, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt every single time because everything they make, I think is, I think they're the most impactful studio in gaming. And I think when they make something, everyone pays attention to it. But now you have one of the co-founders who isn't there anymore. So who knows what it's going to look like yeah Uh, or if we even get one we talk about this as if it's like it's a given you know and it'd be stupid not to make a grand theft auto 6 because grand theft auto 5 is literally the best selling um, piece of intellectual property that's ever existed i why would you you do not need to
1: make a gta 6 when gta online is what it is yeah it makes like 50 billion dollars a year you have your own you're making money like fortnite like there's no like we don't need a Fortnite too right yeah thank you that's exactly what it is right I was literally about to say Fortnite too why why would you make Fortnite too why? there's no to why there's no point you have this we didn't come out with an AOL too like I mean what a you weird comparison a, it's a social hub Fortnite is a social hub it is a right. place where kids kids like playing Fortnite is an afterthought like kids get in the Fortnite into their lobbies after mm-hmm. school to talk with their friends and hang out with their friends it's the same thing with Roblox. These aren't games, they're social they're social hubs. Yeah, they same are. thing that we used to run home and get on AIM, it's the same thing. Just, imagine AIM with a game behind it. Whew. I'm, I'm imagine RuneScape. Right imagine if it was like a room AIM, AIM had RuneScape behind it. You had to get into a world like RuneScape and you were playing with your friends but you still have the you had the opportunity to talk with them. I mean, oh you could God. do that, but just imagine if it was something like like every kid is using Fortnite as a place to hang out with their friends now. Yeah. It's not just like a place where like nerd kids go is not like a place where like a certain demographic of kids go i'm talking black white every latino asian woman men all kinds of kids from all kinds of demographics they're playing fortnite to connect with each other same yeah. with the roblox and now they can play as the terminator every kid's
0: favorite character yeah.
1: Every kid, every, every 14 year old that I work with, they're like, yeah, you know what movie I love? Terminator. Terminator. This movie that came out, what, what, when I was. No, actually, the first Terminator came out before we were born. Yeah, we weren't even born. Like, Terminator and Robocop are the, the two
0: franchises that kids love, and Predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and luckily, Robocop isn't in Fortnite. That'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't understand. But you know what? It's, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand why Terminator is in all these video games. Why? Why is Terminator in all these video games? Who cares about Terminator? Who's under the age of forty? When know. was the last good Terminator movie? Nineteen
1: <laughs> ninety-two. same. I don't get it. It's just like Arnold Schwarzenegger has all the most popular aspects of putting games. They put Predator. <laughs> they put Terminator. Who else are they? Is that his, is that really his only two franchises that we see? Yeah, unless there's like a kindergarten cop skin that you can get in I would I would rather see a kindergarten or like give give me Arnold Schwarzenegger the governor of California yes in Motor <laughs> like
0: governor that. put him in there <laughs> give me that I want that and I want uh the twins with Danny DeVito where you can be Danny DeVito or Arnold Schwarzenegger
1: you just swapping them out like yeah, GTA exactly. 6 is just you playing those two characters dude, just swapping out that.
0: that's how you shake up a franchise right there <laughs> You're welcome, Rockstar. Yeah. I expect a change. Pay right us, now. Rockstar. Pay us. Oh, my God. What the hell are we even talking about?
1: All I right. Know, well, this was actually a, a fun podcast where we didn't complain for the entire time.
0: Yeah. And weirdly, you were the optimistic one, which means I'm kind of scared, frankly, that
1: Hitman 3 will do that to you, killing a bunch of innocent people. Oh, not we innocent not Killing a bunch of cult members. 3. Oh, God.
0: That franchise. Oh. Again, they're not even my type of games, and I'm not, like, super into the Hitman games, but they're so good. There, James Bond is going to be such I, And I know we Thank complained
1: you. so much about non-original IPs last week, but, yeah, but this is the perfect marriage. Like, IO Entertainment and James Bond, like, that is the perfect marriage. I'm playing this hitman. Music, the way that you can, like, change costumes and the way you infiltrate different areas and the way you infiltrate different groups of people, like, this... woo this, this is James Bond game. We may not get it to we 40, but man, it's going to be something special.
0: Yeah, man. I want it. I, that makes way more sense to me than Bethesda making an Indiana Jones game, which I'm still intrigued by, but I mean, IO making James Bond is, if you're not stoked about that, then well, you're a big, fat, stupid idiot. Yeah. As we always say in our podcast, you're a big, fat, stupid idiot.
1: It's like Sucker Punch making a Spider-Man game. You know what I mean? Like Sucker it's, Punch
0: it's, hasn't made a Spider-Man
1: game. Yeah, but if they announced that they were going to make a Spider-Man game... That I would be happy with that. I would be, but I think I would Insomniac did a with good that. job of it too. Yeah, Insomniac did Brash good but, You know, right now. I, Infamous, Sucker Punch. You know, if they. I want them to get back into the superhero. I love Ghost of Tsushima, but I want Sucker Punch to get get back into that superhero All right. genre. All right, I
0: heard it here first. Make yeah. a Spider-Man game, Sucker Punch. Just steal that IP right out from Insomniac and yeah. make a Spider-Man.
1: And I love Insomniac Spider-Man games, but I want you know. This, why are we getting so many Star Wars games? Give me Spider-Man games too. <laughs> Replace just all BT's, Spider-Man
0: games Or all Star Wars games With Spider-Man Too many Beat these
1: annoying franchises To death Why not We have, We need more Spider- Why not
0: I, I just want to see Uncle Ben die I get. I really get off on that I just <laughs> How many times Do I need to see That old man get gunned And by? I want all
1: kinds Of Aunt Mays I want baby Aunt May I yeah. want old Aunt May I want hot Aunt May I want. It's a, like
0: Spider-Verse But with Aunt May Instead it's just Aunt May-verse
1: There's
0: tons give of Give me that All yeah, over exactly.
1: the Actually I just want Sucker Punch To make an Aunt May game that's it. <laughs> Just
0: baking biscuits.
1: Baking biscuits and you know Peter. preparing preparing Peter for his next adventures. Yeah.
0: I I play and, that's a bold, and running bold a in the franchise. <laughs> oh, yeah, but <I laughs> yeah, she also a nonprofit. <laughs>
1: it's a non profit simulation. There right. we go.
0: This podcast has gone completely off the rails, but luckily <laughs> we're out of time, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, yes. thank you everybody for listening. We are going to be recording these in a more regular cadence. Exactly. I say that all the time. I yeah. don't know why I even bother saying it on the podcast. But we're gonna do it. We have to tell eyes. ourselves, yeah. 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 Um, thank you. You can find us on the internet, pretty much anywhere. Just look yeah. around on the internet, you'll
1: find us. Yeah, just you know, Google Donkey Kong artist, and we'll come up. That's all you have to do is just Google us. we it. around. It's as yeah. easy as
0: that. Uh, yeah. Thank you, as always, for listening. We love you guys.
1: Yeah, love you. We'll see you guys next week.
0: Yeah. Bye, yeah. everybody. Bye, bye, bye Earl. Bye. bye, Earl. We're fading away now, Earl.